Welcome to a brand new episode of Towel A Talk, episode number 131. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, don't listen to this episode. Because Get the heck out of here! <laughs> it is all about Star Wars Celebration, guys. Um, huge, huge weekend last weekend. Uh, and we're going to deep dive into our favorite movie series of all time. So it's going to happen. It always happens. It does happen every episode, but uh, we're going even deeper. So before <laughs> we get to that, I do want to say thanks to everybody who's been checking out the podcast lately. We've been having a banging month, so we appreciate that. Um, if you can, so kindly use the Radio Public app. Uh, it gives a little kickback to creators, um, which means better hosting capabilities on our end, which means more podcasts, which means more happy Towelite faces. Isn't that true, random dog that I'm deciding to dog sit? <laughs> I knew this was going to be an issue. <laughs> She's been fine. It, All was right. the, it was the last time. It is uh, once again. It is. It, the circle is complete. Okay, She's so a huge, huge Charlie Talk fan just wants to get on the air. So excited, so excited. So the other thing I want to mention real quick because this is going to be one of the episodes where I mentioned a new comic, which is a new DFAT comic coming out. By the time you guys hear it, the Kickstarter is live. We need those pledges for In Fairy. Uh, follows the story of three Quantico students and their professor as they go around the world fighting mythological creatures, solving crimes, taking names. Written by me and DFAT's friend, Ruben Romero. Guys, check out the Kickstarter. Link is in the uh, show notes, and it will also be on don'tforgettell.com, the only place to travel geekly, and buy comics. <laughs> I've read it. I love it. I think you'll love it, too. And he's not biased at all being my co-editor on the website. <laughs> I'm not a biased person at all. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's get right into, um, let's get right into the episode. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, the new attraction at Disney, the biggest attraction at Disney. Uh, they had a panel at Celebration. Um, Nothing, to be honest with you, it wasn't super new details. Um, we did get to see Hondo, uh, who was introduced in the Clone Wars. We got to see his animatronic, which looked freaking banger. Um, we also did get to find out that Paul Rubens um, is going to be coming in um, and doing uh, a DJ, which is his character from Star Tours. And then Frank Oz will be heard as Yoda with all new dialogue. Um, those are some big things. Uh, we also got to see, uh, you know, some Coke products that were released <laughs> special. You know, they've got the, the world of Coke at Disney. So we got to see some new space-inspired Coke drinks. Um, and then uh, we got to see Ashley Eccleson. Is it, is it Eccleson? What's, what's Ahsoka's name? Eccleson. Yeah, excellent. Right. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway, you're right, you're right around that. You're, we got you're, to see Ahsoka's, uh, yeah, Ahsoka's uh, lightsabers, which you can actually purchase there too. So, you know, what was your overall thoughts about Black Spire and and everything else that's coming with the uh, <clears throat> with this? You know, as much information as they want to just 
give us and just keep telling us about this place. We're not going to know anything until we actually go there and experience it for ourselves and, and, and become part of it. So uh, that, you know, stay tuned for that episode in the near future when one of us goes in, uh, doesn't come back. We just, nice. we just start doing the show from there uh, because we somehow have hidden a, you know, a smuggler's uh, den in, you know, yeah, you know, the black spire, you know, just exactly. for the rest of the Drinking that back. blue milk. Yeah. Yeah. That's how else do you survive? Uh, one other piece of information that did get dropped, which is new, was that when you're on Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride, depending on how good you did, the Millennium Falcon will either look pristine or it will look dirty using practical effects. So I thought that that was really cool um, as an addition and really adding to that overall immersiveness that we're about to see uh, when we enter that world. Yeah, that's that's genius. Um, and also, we just we did get a look at the Marvel series as well. I know we're going to cu- kind of touch on this in comics coming up, but just more of like you're just saying insight into this new world that they're building, a whole new world, if I may, uh, <laughs> coming from Disney. You you may you did it. <laughs> yeah, um, it, you know it's going to be exciting. So can't wait to. Uh, can't wait to see that. Can't wait to use my Disney Play app and interact with a bunch of things, kind of like how you do with your wand at uh, Harry Potter World at Universal. You'll be able to do some stuff with that. Um, so that's exciting. So let's move on to comic book news. Um, lots of stuff coming out down the wire. Uh, a lot more of those one-off stories, The Age of Rebellion. We're going to get more of those from Greg Pak. Um, if you didn't read the Leia and Tarkin one, especially the Tarkin one, kicked ass. I actually just read it the other day. Um, but we're going to be getting some from Vader. We're going to be getting some from Luke. Um, so that's exciting. Did you, did you Have you read those yet? I haven't. I've kind of just read the, uh, the overview reviews on some sites just to kind of just get the gist of the story, see if I want to take the time to read the comic. They sound pretty cool. Uh, so I'll probably check them out. Maybe in collected form. Maybe there'll be an awesome trade eventually. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, without a doubt, they'll be taking advantage of that uh, that money grab. So uh, I can't wait for these to be in in collected format. Yeah, me either. It's one thing that I will note though, and I don't know if this is intentional or what, but it seems like all of the comic book news is always related to Marvel and not like the IDW series, which I thought was kind of curious. Uh, I would say that. The IDW ones are just don't really have much to do with the canon. They and, don't, but I you mean, know, they're like, fun. They're yeah. more kids, kids and family books. Uh, I don't know. I I don't have a, a solid answer besides that. Uh, Marvel's just going to be the juggernaut that they are. Disney's going to continue to be the juggernaut they are, and um, this is telling us, oh, here, here, we're filling the gap of this this character's story. We're we're getting you right. the. In canon, accurate, you know. There we go. So, yeah. um, sold on a lot of these. Already. Exactly, oh. exactly. So, in the same vein as the Age of Rebellion, we're also going to get Age of Resistance. So, these are going to be one-off stories that center around Captain Phasma, Kylo Ren, General Hux, and one of the big ones, Snoke, um, which 
We know we have had zero information about this dude and his backstory. So I'm hoping that some of these, uh, you know, writers, you got Jay or sorry, G Willow Wilson, uh, Tom Taylor, just to name a couple. Um, we're going to see Finn as a janitor. We're going to see how Halder gets her purple hair, um, which if you've read the uh, Leia um, prequel book, um, what is that called? I can't remember off the top of my head. The Leia, like, it's like Diary of a Princess or something. Anyway, it's a fantastic book. But The Princess Diaries. Yeah, I think you might be right. But then It's another Disney real. crossover. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Haldo is a big part of that. I guess it's yeah. just, you know, it's amazing, whatever it is. Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. That's what it was. That's what the book was. Called. Hashtag it's all connected. It's all connected. So... Uh, any of these jump out to you about Age of Resistance, you know, Poe, Finn, uh, Rose, and um, Ray will also be getting their own one-off stories? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Not not in particular. I guess with the Poe series that Charles Soule was writing for a while, I really I dug right. that. I thought that was a really cool uh so we don't have a lot of stuff in this in this timeline. So yes, I'm I'm excited to see more in canon stories, even if they're just like these these short stories. I love short stories. They they have a quick point, and you know it's 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 it is a challenge for uh, for uh, for writers to do them. So um, I'm excited. I'll, whatever, just keep building this universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you know this character or not. Uh, Belert Valance. It's a Legends bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, or she, I actually don't really know who it is, is going to be hunting down uh, Vader in a comic called Target Vader. Um, the character recently got canonized in Han Solo Imperial Cadet. So... Cool. You know, as they've been doing, cherry picking what they want out of Legends and, and bringing it over to the new canon, um, I thought that that was really interesting. I had no desire to read that comic because I've actually heard mixed reviews. But mm. now to read about this character, I, I probably am going to. But it's another Vader comic, and so far they've been effing awesome. <laughs> yeah, I. There was something, I think John Favreau said that. Uh, get ready for more expanded universe characters to be canonized and yeah. and whatnot. So this is, this is just the beginning. And I, I love that uh, we're getting these things like even Jackson's coming back as long as we're on this, on this topic, uh, that, that the rabbit, the, the rabbit. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Where's he coming? Uh, where did I have that news? Well, you find it, but okay. Crazy. Yeah. Jackson. It's called Jackson Returns. Actually, we were just talking about this in the IDW panel. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm sorry. As long as we're on comics, we do have to touch on the IDW thing. More Tales from Vader's Castle. And, of course, like I just said, the the rabbit-esque smuggler from Marvel's original Star Wars comics is back in Star Wars Adventures Annual. Um... So, and if he just a great cover by the creator himself, Stan okay. Sakai. So there are more IDW stuff coming. There is. I just found a slew, a treasure, a treasure chest of them. Okay, man, Ember was oh. even in these uh, in these frames. Oh man, 
Yeah, so if you want the lighter side of the galaxy, go check out what IDW is doing. Okay, cool. Um, and then the last piece of uh, comic news, uh, Greg Pak, again, who's been working on these uh, Age of Rebellions, um, is in Phil Noto, who's been working at Marvel forever, most notably, notably, on Poe Dameron <laughs> and Chewbacca. He, uh, that team's going to be moving over to the main um, Star Wars, which will be hitting on issue 68. Uh, we're kind of moving into Empire Strikes Pack territory at this point. I don't time. read it anymore. I don't either. But I, it's about, about time. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's time to come back because, honestly, I've been reading everything but the main Star Wars. I literally, all these one-offs, mm-hmm. and, you know, in the exception of this this Han Solo cadet thing, as I mentioned, but everything else I've been reading, so... That's the only one I, I don't read. I guess I should get back to it. There's just so much. And you can't you can't be expected to always be able to keep up. But um, as we get closer to the Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary, yeah. we'll be definitely treading into those waters heavily with many uh, Star Wars things. Well, let's get into other things that we can't quite catch up on, which is the books. Uh, yeah. um, I've actually been doing... Fairly well. I'm actually kind of proud of myself because right now I only have a couple that I have not read. I'm in the middle of Thrawn um, alliances, but first things first, new Thrawn book. Uh, it got hinted at last year. We got Thrawn Treason. Um, it's getting closer and closer to the time period where the Death Star is getting built. Thrawn's not a big fan. Obviously, the Emperor is all in. So on this cover, we get the Emperor kind of looking over Thrawn's shoulder, like, "Hey, mother effer, you better, you better, res- you better fall in line." So, are you excited? Let next Timothy's on. Doesn't know if it's a trilogy. Don't know if he's going to do an ongoing. But what do you think of this? Yeah, that's that sounds great. I, uh, I, I really, really need to read those books. Um... And not, and not stop. So, I I'll take it. Yeah, just so everybody knows, reading the Star Wars books to me has not been as satisfying as listening to them. With the exception of Lords of the Sith, which was epic, but I also didn't listen to it, so I don't know. But every other Star Wars book I've listened to, and it's been a very satisfying experience, which. We, it's not on the on the list here, but I did get to see during one of the panels, um, they showed a behind the scenes of the uh, new, um, what's his name, Count Dooku, uh, you know, audio experience being recorded, which the is really Radio cool. drama. Uh, yeah, the radio drama, which I really want to hear it because I guess, like, the only thing that is missing out of a Star Wars audiobook are like some sound effects, but to be honest with you, it's already a lot like a radio drama as it is. I don't know how much more they're going to add to it. I guess it just is more actors. Yeah, instead that's of right. Instead of one voice, it's, yeah. it's multiple. So maybe that's the extra layer, but these audiobooks already have lightsaber noises. Yeah. They have music. Um, I highly recommend the Thrawn books from people that I've heard say it was boring, but for me, I thought it was great. Mark Thompson, 
I saw his interview at the celebration panel. He was on the Star Wars show. That was cool. You know, he did some of his voices that he does in the books, and it was great. He does a fantastic job. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but what else did we get? So, Alexander Freed um, is doing Alphabet Squ- uh, Squadron, which we did know about. We didn't know everything about it. Um, this novel will be complemented by the Marvel series, which is TIE Fighter, which covers the Shadow Wing. Uh, who are lashing out after the destruction of the second Death Star. And we're also going to get more story with General Harris and Dula commanding a squad of pilots who are dealing with PTSD after their time fighting against the Empire. So that's a good mix of seeing the TIE Fighters, seeing Hera from Rebels return. Um, Alexander Freed did Battlefront, which was actually a really great, um, or Twilight, company battlefront twilight company which is a good war novel so i'm excited about alphabet squadron uh what do you think about this i just think it touches on the the love that people have for lost stars just seeing that people love both sides of the story there's always stories from both sides uh whether it be you know you just you're you're following the wrong cause and you're just stuck or that's that's all you had you had to join the military so um it's great to have this evil face of the Empire, but it's good. To, it's kind of nice to see uh, more story behind. And it's just, there's so much to tell. Um, and that's, you know, going outside the whole Skywalker scope, It's there's so much more depth of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, exactly. And I do want to say, right now, you can buy uh, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Mm. I read a review today, and this is a very bold statement, saying that this is her best Star Wars book. Cool. For me, Lost Stars is great. Obviously, Bloodline was amazing. Um, that's a bold statement. But if you are a prequel fan, or at least a Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan fan, I heard that this is the book for you. Well, speaking of all this, um, what is this Project Luminous that has been announced? I haven't gotten there yet, Chris, but oh. let's talk about it, my friend. Let's- Let's do um, it, as long as we're on the Claudia Gray subject here. So Project Luminous is got an announcement from Delray Books, which is the one that publishes all the Star Wars books. We don't know. All it says is Project Luminous 2020. Uh, mm-hmm. As you said, next year is the, what is it, 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Does That's it right. have something to do with that? We don't know. Uh, is it something calling back to what Yoda said about you know, luminous beings we all are. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different references throughout Star Wars that hints at that. Mm. The bigger thing is, which is really curious, is that in their post, it says, the Force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. Until dot, dot, dot. That's the big thing for me. So Charles Soule, Claudia Gray, Kevin Scott, uh, DJ older, as well as, uh, Justin, um, Justina Ireland. So all of those people are on the project. Is it something that's akin to what we got with, um, from a certain point of view, you know what I mean? Where it's going to be a series of collected stories. Is it going to be something that, changes the way star wars as we know it is with the kind of idea of like what sheev did 
manipulating the force to create Anakin. And that was a real kind of like, whoa, okay, didn't think about that. So I don't know. I don't know what their idea is about this. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I mean, do we want to go down speculation route, which is, you know, what you got to do for Star Wars or, or what? On the on the bigger scale of things, and th- uh, something I'd like to see is something more of an event, uh, something that is how we just talked about Alphabet Squadron and the, and the, tie, the tie book, uh, where they could do all this across books and comics and tell like a multimedia uh, story and a la, you know, Shadows of the Empire, yeah, the Empire. Uh, which, you know, which uh, is long overdue. Uh, so, Let's 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 hope for the best, and you know, at the, at the least, we get something in light of a certain point of view. Uh, so, I just I just don't see something. You know, it's kind of a weird cryptic announcement. It seems really important to me <laughs> the way they do it. So, uh, let's just let's just hope it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, me too. I'm. Um... You know, whatever. Here's one thing about the Star Wars com- or uh, books in general: they've been consistent. I more often than not, they've been good, and some of them have been great. Maybe a couple have been meh, but not even like unreadable. But just I don't care to read that anymore. But for the most part, I've enjoyed myself throughout these books. Absolutely. I just also want to just mention like with the possibility of tying stuff into like Disney plus, you know, so there's just a lot of opportunity now on the digital frontier uh, with books, comics and all that to, to do this on a grand scale. So, well, not only that, which you're right, absolutely. But they also just spent, gosh knows a billion dollars to make this park. Mm -hmm. They're going to pump the shit out of black spire as well. So, Oh yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like, what what is Black Spire? You know, is it something like Jakku or Jetta, where maybe there's some sort of like Sith, you know, temple underneath it, and we don't know about it? Like, is it the source of Jedi? You know, like there's so many things that like they can tie into all this, which leads us into uh, the other books, which are Galaxy Edge books, um, mm. which are coming out. So you know what I mean? There's a couple of those. Um, the one that I really like, there's a young adult book coming out and like, that's fine, whatever. I don't, you know, it's a, amongst the kind of vein of lost stars where there's a plot involves a relationship between two pilots who crash on Batu and into each other, whatever. I actually love lost stars, so I'm okay. Like maybe it's great. I know you don't care. My bigger thing. And the one that I'm actually super excited about is that Delilah S Dawson is back um, she is the one who wrote the uh, Phasma book, which is basically freaking amazing. Uh, two of her characters, which were V. Marathi and the Cardinal, are coming back to show up in their own uh, Black Spire book. That's what I'm excited about because their their kind of uh, relationship was never resolved, and it never really went anywhere mm. um, at the end of the Phasma book. So I was, you know, hoping that we would see these characters in The Last Jedi. Nothing happened. I'm okay with them continuing in book form. Um, so that's the book I'm really excited to read. Excellent. See? Just creating creating more excitement. 
and just expanding the universe. It's 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 huge what's going to happen in the next couple of years here. Yeah, absolutely, a uh, hundred and thousand percent. So let's get into gaming news. Uh, Chris, why don't you take over? Yeah, let's talk about uh, Vader Immortal. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I didn't watch what they shared on this. Do you have uh, the information on Vader Immortal? Yeah, I do. Um, so it's continuation. I think it's going to be part of a trilogy of VR experiences, uh, what they call um, gee, The Void. So The Void is a little bit different than your normal at-home VR experience where it's more 360. You feel like you're walking. You feel like you're in an environment. And it's written by um, screenwriter uh, David S. Goyer, who's worked on the Batman film, Superman, freaking huge geek blade movies um the bigger thing is is that you are on mustafar right where vader's castle is and you're trying to escape and vader is like hunting you so it's almost like a, a friday the 13th type game scenario but vader is jason that's <laughs> looks, awesome looks cool looks really cool so um, the first uh, VR experience, the Void VR experience, is out there in the world right now. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play it. Um, but if you are in the West Coast or you're at Las Vegas, etc., it is out there. It's available now. And then this will be the second part, I believe, of a trilogy of VR experiences. Can't wait. That's, that looks amazing. I have to, I have to up my video game uh, setup. Just for that. Uh, but hey, let's talk about uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, EA has not <laughs> garnered too much trust from uh, their, their, uh, for the fan base uh, as of late, thanks to the, uh, you know, the, the Battlefront fiasco. They did give us a nice uh, single player finally in the second game, which you know was amazing. Uh, so thanks for that. But this time around... We're, they're going straight up full video game with uh, Jedi Fallen Order with the promise of no microtransactions, tra- micro uh, no DLC really needed to play the full game and become uh, the Jedi that you're meant to be. So, um, you know, I, I of course, am, was hesitant about this game, uh, even after watching the trailer, of course. But, you know, the more after I watched the panel... And just had them break it down for me. You know, it was just, um, I really, I really am excited for this game. Um, it's coming from a great, it's coming from a good company. Um, so with a lot of good credit underneath their, their belts. And uh, what do you, what do you think? So Cameron uh, Monahan, who is the Joker on Gotham, will be playing Cal Kestis. A Padawan escaping who escaped Order sixty six. Uh, he went to go work on spaceship deconstruction and not be a Jedi. Um, that is the plot of the game. <laughs> Apparently, the lightsaber that's in the game will be able to get upgraded. There will be skill trees involved. Um, it's written by Stig Larson. Uh, who worked on, or maybe didn't write it, but he's the director on it, who worked on the God of War uh, series, and then Respawn Entertainment that did Titanfall. 
Uh, here's the thing. If you told me all that and didn't show me the trailer, I would be super pumped. The trailer for me personally didn't do enough to back up all the other stuff. Um, and that's only because I don't care about cinematic trailers. I just don't because it's not the real gameplay. It's, it's a cool looking trailer, which anybody could do. Um, you know, any CGI studio. And even though I respect those immensely, like what blur studios did with, uh, like the Batman Arkham games and, and the, uh, the old Republic stuff. Like I, I respect those as a CGI thing, as an animation standpoint, it doesn't mean anything for the actual gameplay. And for me, I need to see that to get excited, especially after what EA has been doing with the last two battlefronts. So I'm tempering my expectations. If it is exactly the kind of game that they're promising, then Believe me, I'm taking off days of work. I'm playing it. I want Super Star Wars 2019 version. That's what I want. And and hopefully that's what we get. Yeah, looks like it. Looks like Uncharted and Star Wars all mixed together and like running up walls. Which is like, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's Titanfall because Titanfall has also a wall running. Um, the visceral yeah, game yeah. was more of the Uncharted with like you're a bounty hunter and you're out in the outer rim and blah, 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 blah. This seems like because it's going to have skill trees, I'm thinking it's going to be more of the fighting style of a God of War, like chained attacks, um, as well as upgrades to your character. That's what I feel is going to happen. Obviously, I could be wrong, but well, I don't think we're going to see any gameplay footage until June, until E3. I think that's what they said. Um, like I said, I, everything on paper sounds amazing. We're getting a new uh, uh, Inquisitor, which has only been seen in the comic books, in one in the new Vader comic. We're getting a second sister Inquisitor, so that has me excited. The other thing that also has me excited is one of the developers said, uh, that it was just a small portion of what's in the game. She said that like we've seen nothing, and that also has me excited because there 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 could be so much more. Well, there is more, and we'll talk about it during the pursuit of plastic. With all that said. About Jedi Fallen Order, uh, GameStop has decided to get smart and come up with their exclusive, including a Black Series character or figure based on one of the characters from the game. Uh, it's not solid on what character this is. Could it be a Purge Trooper? Could it be the Jedi? I don't even know what his name is. Cal, 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 Cal um, whatever, maybe. Whatever it is, we're going to be getting a collectible based on them. And you can go and get it by pre-ordering the game or on the secondary market. Right. Yeah, I... Once that gameplay footage comes up, I'll decide. If the gameplay mm. footage is good, then yes, I will be pre-ordering the shit out of it. For sure. There we go. Alright, so, since Hasbro is one of the only companies that can produce Star Wars stuff, uh, they had the most to show off at the show. We're going to go through this whole list. There's a lot of stuff that we knew was coming. What has been coming? 
and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah. first off, the best thing that we're looking at is the San Diego Comic Con exclusive Bubba Fett. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't even want to talk about it. Not in a, not in a bad way. I want this figure more than anything. I think I texted you repeatedly saying, "Please get this figure." So. I have to pray to the geek gods that I know somebody going to San Diego Comic-Con who's going to wait in line and get me this toy because I have wanted this toy my entire life and I didn't even know it ever existed. Can I ask why? I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ryan like Bubba Fett. Let's, I'm going to go a little bit more deep when we talk about the Mandalorian. Regardless of my feelings on Boba Fett, the imagery that Boba Fett evokes is unmistakable. That's the thing. Regardless of what his character does and Django's character does, which is going out like a punk bitch two times, what that character looks like in the feelings that I get, like you can't deny it. He's fucking cool. And seeing, seeing him in the, the first, um, what is it? The first uh, appearance from the Christmas special and seeing it in those yeah. colors. You know I like my Boba Fett's. You need to stop wasting your time and need to go buy the Sideshow Mythos figure. That's the one you need to be buying. This one, <laughs> you're getting the wrong feelings off this toy. Hey, it's Black Series and it's Boba Fett. Go buy the one that they're... <laughs> go buy that Mythos one because that's the one that uh, needs the love. That's the one that's being drawn upon by John Favreau and company. Possibly, but this one costs, you know, nothing. Oh, does it? Oh, I mean, post San Diego Comic-Con, it's going to cost you nothing? Maybe I you'll mean, be, maybe we'll go, go to it. All right. right. Let's right. Is it going to cost as much as uh, a $280 Boba Fett figure? I, I don't know. Is I it worth know. as much? Right. I love that this Mythos figures, now that you effing brought it up and I never looked at it before, he has three lightsabers. What the hell? <laughs> three of them! Yeah. Oh, I can't even deal with it. Alright, go on. The, go on with your, they're the your best. stories. Speaking of other Black Series figures that I shouldn't want to own, but have to own, it's this six-inch Hondo figure that's going to be part of the Smuggler's Run a la the Galaxy's Edge uh, lineup, uh, which will be with the, uh, I believe it's with Ray and Chewbacca or something like that. But yeah, they're making a a realistic Hondo uh, action figure. Yeah, so let me just say this. That was actually one of the themes because a lot of these events have themes. You know, even like, like New York Comic Con, a theme might be Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Like, packs, the theme might be, uh, I don't know, video games, whatever. The theme of Star Wars celebration is a lot of things, but one of the themes was realistic characters. Like, characters that look like they should exist in the real world. Hondo being one of them with that animatronic look. Uh, Ezra on that poster. And, you know, we're going to talk about the Ezra figure as well, but, like, on the on the giant mural, I was just like, this is... Like, who are the artists who are doing these things? This is crazy. Well, that just that goes back to that first Star Wars book in the new canon, which is the Rebels one. Uh, new, Dawn. new Dawn, a New Dawn, and, and that that picture of Hera and and Kanan, Kanan. in re- very realistic, 
like that artwork. Um, and then to go from that to the cartoon was kind of fun, something funny to me because I was like, man, this is what I'm picturing now. Um, and then when they started putting out the Black Series toys, um, I was like, man, I'm really glad they're doing it in this form. I'd love to see how they're going to do Rebels ones or uh, not, um, Clone Wars ones. Or now right. they're going to do that General Kenobi, which is coming up from the Jendi cartoon. Uh, so please, if you're going to make figures that I'm never going to see and say like a Bandai, um, do them now because Hasbro has been hitting some high notes with, with their collectibles. Um, right. And right. speaking of the uh, the Rebels ones, uh, that Wave, including the Doctor Aphra trio with B B two and Triple Zero, uh, Doctor Aphra BT, yeah. Uh, so all those guys, the six inch figures, are up for pre sale. You can head on over to uh, Entertainment Earth through the link on our website if you want to check those out. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Um, and then, of course, we're getting another deluxe figure. They've been pumping these out now with the last one being Grievous. Now we're going to get a an Emperor Palpatine with his chair, alternate heads, lightning effects, uh, new clothing, the Emperor's new groove. Uh, so uh, what I hated about that first one was it was such a trash figure. It, it, it was. Um, it's just, this was supposed to be their collectible line. I never really liked the look of it. I sold it. Now they're coming out with much better, like, cool-looking soft goods and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, good, good. Uh, nice, nice job including the chair too. So that's great. That's that's uh, Amazon exclusive. It is. It's up for pre-order right now. Uh, staying along the Black Series line of things, everybody else is getting the love, but now Luke Skywalker is finally getting some love here. Uh, his classic X-wing helmet, uh, such a you know a staple in Star Wars mythology. I'm surprised he never did this earlier. Yeah, um, I don't care about wearing helmets, but cool that they're doing it you know they did it with poe i want to say right oh yeah um and maybe a tie fighter person but again i, I just whatever <laughs> cool yeah I'd rather buy like a life-size bust yeah i guess that's kind of it i just don't care personally all right then throwing it back to the original size uh 3.75 inch the og of star wars figures uh, the, the vintage collection continues to grow. Uh, we're getting a special like Luke Skywalker three-pack featuring his different looks of the years. But there's also this Darth Vader prototype edition that has like, the many colors of Darth Vader, uh, and that's, that's really neat. Uh, so that'll be out there for you collectors. Uh, and then finally, Hasbro teased, uh, they've been trying to perfect their, their toy lightsaber for years. They think they've done something special this time around. Uh, nothing was on display at, at the show, but uh, they've they're they're teasing uh, new effects. Uh, I guess maybe a stronger <laughs> a stronger build and, and whatnot. I don't know how much more they can do besides building a new lightsaber or like a real one. Well, right? yeah, I mean you're going to be able to do the real one at Galaxy's Edge, and for me as a huge Star Wars fan, I'm waiting until then. But oh, yeah. if you can't wait, then fine, whatever, good enough. Yeah, we've done that over the years. Yeah, for sure. And uh, last in some toy, not really toy news, but one of the images that uh, really got me at the uh, at the at the show was Ian McDermott holding the Emperor Hot Toy. Now, the Hot Toy uh, Emperor was a deluxe version with a chair and everything, uh, and he's just standing there holding it. And this is, of course, after the big 
the Rise of Skywalker reveal and all that stuff. So uh, him being there, him doing that just uh, gave the feels, real the real Star Wars feels. Absolutely, 100%. And we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to go to a commercial break. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Taggart? There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi, over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right. We are back after those commercials, and we've got some TV news. We got to see... A trailer for the upcoming season of The Clone Wars, a.k.a. Ahsoka Lives, a.k.a. Ahsoka the TV show. <laughs> what did you think of this trailer? Oh, my God. It, it just, you know what, man? It just reminded me of how important The Clone Wars is, will be, and will always be <laughs> important to Star Wars and what has come over the last, you know, 10, 15 years now. So, I mean, it it bridges the gap between the EU and new canon. It it tells stories from a prequel trilogy that many don't like, uh, that you can, you know, you, we, as, good, as good takeaways, we like it for what it is. But to be honest, when we talk about Star Wars, we talk about the original trilogy and what it did for us. And yeah. I've always felt like the Clone Wars took that storytelling and with George Lucas Jr., a.k.a. Dave Filoni, at the helm, anything could be great. And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say. To me, the trailer was, this is an Ahsoka show, and oh. I'm going to shove it down your face. Even though she left, she decides to come back, and then I guess she'll leave again at the end of it because the next time we see her is in Rebels. I am a hundred no, percent right. Sorry. Okay. So she's in what is it? The Ahsoka Tana book. Whatever um, it is. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent okay with this. I was a little sad not to see more Obi Wan. <laughs> we got to see a little bit of Anakin. I I was just for me that time period is Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship. Mm-hmm. which is a very big through line in the Clone Wars cartoon as well. And then Ahsoka. So I love Ahsoka. I'm very excited to see her take the helm. But for me, just the way that the trailer was edited was mm-hmm. all Ahsoka. And for that, as much as I liked it, 
I wanted to see more of the other characters, which I know. I was glad to see Rex. I was glad to see these new troopers that come out of nowhere, whatever. But I just, that's all. You know, that's all. All right, we go cry in your corner because in Filoni we trust, and you know it's going to happen. So I'm sure it'll be just fine, Casey. It'll be just fine. We'll get our Anakin and Obi-Wan bromance, and it'll be be leading right up to that slaughter. So That's what I need. I need all the bromances. It's um, coming. <clears throat> talking about Resistance, season dose. I uh, didn't watch the first season, so... Me neither. That's it. Okay. If you're a fan of Resistance, there was a trailer for season two. Go watch it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Mandalorian. Oh my god! That's that's what we've been waiting our entire life for. So one big thing that Disney said that they were going to do was to pump the brakes on the t or on the movies and focus more on Disney Plus and the TV shows, including the Mandalorian. They actually didn't do anything about Cassian, with the exception of. Alan Tudyk is going to be K2SO, but that was it, right? No other announcements. No, not really. They just officially made it true and, and the Alan Tudyk thing, which is fine um, because really this is the main, the main concentration that Disney plus is coming. It has a date. We have dates with the Mandalorian in November. Right. So Mandalorian's coming. Pablo or uh, Pedro Pascal, John Favreau, uh, Carl Weathers, oh my Gina God. Carano, and of course Dave Filoni. Um, uh, because Taika. we can... <laughs> was Taika there? He wasn't there. Oh, you're talking about the uh, panel. I'm just yeah, the panel. Sorry, just the just the ensemble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, um, we've been they've been promised a live action Star Wars series way before the way before the Disney acquisition. Way before even the prequels, man, there was there was always talk of a live action something, right? Uh, when did that first come to light? So when we went to Celebration in 2003, because I actually read an article about Celebration things, like the okay. best things that have come out of Celebration. And at Celebration 3, George Lucas then confirmed that the live action show was coming. The live action show was rumored before that Celebration 3, which was in uh, 2005, I believe. Because it was right before Revenge of the Sith, and Revenge of the Sith is 2005. So, So, yeah. So, you know, at that point, they had been working with Rick McCollum. They had been working on 100 episodes. They wanted to have 100 episodes written. So that when it got pitched to a uh, network, that they could have their hundred episodes, which means it automatically goes into syndication at that point, and there you go. Which means it would have cost a lot of money to say, "Hey, even though we haven't seen one episode, we're going to buy a hundred of them." Whatever. That's that. Point is, they did confirm they are taking things from uh, those scripts. In working into the Mandalorian, they're mm-hmm. taking things from the EU and working them into the Mandalorian. And John Favreau is the one who pitched the idea to Disney, which I did not know, which I thought was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That pa- that panel was so insightful. That's great and magical. Oh. And also in the sizzle reel, which you can watch from someone's iPhone, 
unfortunately, they have not officially released it. You got to see George on set, which I thought was, you know, that to me was one of the best things that I saw in that sizzle reel because as much as people like to give George a lot of crap about the prequels and what he would have done with seven, eight, and nine, which would have been bad to be quite honest with you. Um, oh, yeah. He did the Clone Wars with Filoni and the Clone Wars is amazing. And his ideas are pretty epic. And we're going to talk about those even in a minute. So um, the Mandalorian just seems to be like the epitome of everything that you wanted out of a Star Wars fan. Badass costume, badass characters, awesome setting, practical effects. Uh, Ludwig Gordonson on sound, you know, on the, on the composition of the music. Like it just, it checks every box. And um, I'm very excited about that. Exactly. And it's just, you know, with Disney Plus coming and knowing the price it is and knowing the quality of, of entertainment that's headed our way, I mean, this is just the beginning of it all, too. Uh, and, and what I really liked and what I got out of that panel was, let's get back to these feels that the original feels of the Star Wars universe. Uh, these, these Western themes and these, these samurai themes and this, this, this Ronin a la the you know the Mandalorian, so they you know yeah. I just I can't wait for something like this, and it, I think it's just going to blow our minds. Yep, I think so too. It's going to be curious if they're going to release it weekly. That we don't know if it's going to be all in one go. Um, but to what you were saying before, talents like Taika Waititi confirmed. Talents like Bryce Dallas Howard confirmed. You know, Dave Filoni's directing multiple episodes, so. It's you know, they've got a really great uh, group. They're using the story group as well to interweave things in. Um, we didn't talk about it during the um, the Fallen uh, Order panel, but that also has the story group helping out uh, with confirming how the story works and how it deals in with canon. But that's that's the one thing with Star Wars is that they have been working really hard to get canon uh, to, to work across all boards. It seems like before it was, here are the movies, and then everybody else worked around that. Right now, and with like what they did with Solo, what they're doing with the game, what they're doing with uh, the Mandalorian, it seems like they're taking things that are happening in the ancillary material and working it into live action. Finally. And and that's what I'm really excited about. Absolutely. So let's talk on. What's next? We, I mean, let's talk about the, the prime core of Star Wars. Uh, the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? Skip this. Before we get into this, let's talk about uh, Phantom Menace Jedi, uh, 20th panel. We didn't watch it, right? No, I, I didn't make time to watch it yet. I guess I'd like to. Yeah. Um, there's just, you know, the anticipation going into that movie, uh, what it meant, all that. It's important. Regardless of what you feel about that movie, that the the lead up to that and, and what rep- it represented in geek culture was very important in 1999. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, we have our... We have our own like little Star Wars geek group where we all kind of talk about things, and you know, someone was talking trash about the 
you know, the or the Phantom Menace trailer, and what I brought up was at at that time, it was one of the best trailers that were ever made. And also at that time, it was a huge deal. And it still, in my mind, continues to be one of the best trailers that I've ever seen because of everything that was around it. And, um, you know, every generation has a legend. Like those, they always talk about George Lucas and his, what is it, the circle theories or the echoes of Star Wars. You know sure. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's something that is coming back again and we're going to talk about it more with episode nine, but you wouldn't have what we have now. It, even still, even but despite the original trilogy, we wouldn't have what we have now without those prequels and Phantom Menace, as much as it has its flaws and it does have a lot, we're still reading stories like masters and apprentice. We're still reading age of rebellion stories in comic book form. We're still watching the clone wars and getting excited about it. There's a lot of great stuff within those films, and it started with The Phantom Menace. So, you know, I still got to give respect. Two things from me about this. The first thing is Darth Maul will always be the baddest mofo in the galaxy. And that came out of The Phantom Menace. <laughs> so that's uh, from now all the way up to Solo. He uh, he has echoed across uh, the Star Wars uh you know, canon. Yeah. Yep. And it's amazing. He's just inter interwoven into the cartoons, into solo, uh, into the comics, the book, it, that one little, little appearance and killed off by the end of the movie, uh, at, you know, a legacy character right there. Well, uh, even, mm-hmm. we're still feeling the effects of Qui-Gon Jinn and his teachings, what he did with Yoda, which even happened in, in the, in the, cartoon you know what i mean but like that's still a long lasting effect what he taught to obi-wan you know what i mean like so that's Mm -hmm. still being represented today as well that that character has not gotten enough love period uh so with this new book and hopefully uh i would like to see more to be honest i I always liked quite on a lot um one character that was not loved uh that got a lot of grief was jar jar binks and unfortunately so did actor ahmed best and I think it was awesome that he did get a standing ovation at Celebration. Um, and that's kind of going back and looking at how I, you know, this, the, what the, the feel of what I got about Celebration is get rid of this toxic fandom. Everybody's here. We all love Star Wars. And that's kind of right there is uh, one of those points. Yeah. A hundred percent agree with you. Toxic fandom is the absolute worst thing of all time. And, they did a really good job with binding the the galaxy together with this with this celebration. But I'm gonna I'm gonna save our closing statements for just a bit. But yeah, I agree with you. So what's next? Uh, next up, after episode nine, we will not be getting that much. Uh, <laughs> actually, no Star Wars films for a couple of years. Apparently, uh, there's no set date. Is that correct? Uh, Correct. But we know that uh, both Ryan, that Brian Johnson, uh, Benenoff, and Weiss are all working together to make the next decade of Star Wars films. So they're coming. News about that is coming. We kind of thought maybe we'd get a little hint of what that's about, but that's not for this year. Uh, but don't worry, those of you who are uh, ready for more Star Wars movies, and of course we are, uh, That that's coming soon. That's coming. 
So I, you know, the takeaway from that is that for me, the big takeaway was that they're making the Benioff and Weiss movies as well as the Johnson movies, and they're all working in conjunction with each other, meaning that it seems like with seven, eight, and nine, JJ had a specific idea of where he was going to take the the movies. And if you look at the art of uh, Force Awakens, you can see some ideas that he had that didn't quite make it to film, but ideas overall that he had. Brian Johnson came in and said, I don't give a fuck what you want to do. This is my movie and changed it all. And then with nine hired back JJ to kind of decide, you know, like this is how we're going to fix this point being, they didn't have a plan with the, the side movies uh, with this trilogy, et cetera. It looks like they're finally listening to the fans. And I know Kathleen Kennedy actually made, she made a really curious statement at the Mandalorian. Oh, that's right. And I texted it to you when she said, oh, I can't think of a better person than Dave Filoni to direct live action. Something that the, the Star Wars fans, the internet, you know, all of us have said for years this man needs to do live action. And she said it. So you know that they're online. You know they're reading these statements and saying, Star Wars doesn't have a plan. Star Wars doesn't know where they're going. What direction are they going to make it in? And it mm-hmm. looks like with this idea of marrying what Benioff and Weiss are doing with what Ryan Johnson's doing, that they're going, okay, let's have a plan. And then, then in the next 10 years, just like Kevin Feige would do, let's roll out that plan. Exactly, and that's um, you can already see it happening on the Marvel side of things with what they're announcing on Disney Plus. So they're about to like go fully into it's the all connected Ville uh, because now they can. Now they have the now they have they own it all. They don't have to deal with these other networks. They can just say this. We're going to tell this little side story over here on Disney Plus. Oh, we're going to we're yeah. going to do the movie here. It just it's the next st- it's the next stage of storytelling. And it's like I've been saying for years, it's so much easier to flesh it out, flesh out a really good story, um, and then, you know, put it on TV. But remember when the, when they had the idea about the Dark Tower, this is just real quick, they were going to do that whole thing between film and TV. Yeah. This is it. This is their opportunity to do exactly yep. that. And they will. Yep. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about episode nine. <laughs> do we, oh, man. This, speaking of, um, do you, do you really... Do you really think that that this is a course correction? Do you think this is not what they had planned from the beginning? I I what don't did know. I just say I know. Uh, yes, like, it's a course correction. Yes, they didn't plan on this from the beginning. I know, but do you? I always kind of firmly believe, like that. Do you think this episode nine story was not set ahead of time? Right? Is that what you're saying? There is a panel in the mm-hmm. Art of the Force Awakens where Ray at that name, Kira, at that time, goes into an underwater throne room of the Emperor from the Death Star being under the water mm-hmm. and goes and investigates some Emperor-type shit. The same thing at the beginning of The Force Awakens, it was supposed to be Luke's dismembered hand floating down with the lightsaber still attached. Absolutely. JJ had an idea of where this trilogy was going to go. Absolutely, they 
they decided to just change it. So this is this is JJ going all that shit that I came up with with Lawrence Kasdan. Me and Chris Terrio are taking it back <laughs> because if you already had an art, you paid somebody to do concept art. Probably uh, what's his name, Douglas Chang. You probably paid him to go and do artwork of Ray in the water, looking at the Emperor's throne room for God knows what. Then yeah, you had an idea of him coming back. You had ideas of her parents, of et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. In the in the in the book, it's Ray and her like twin brother, which was like the EU, which ends up turning into Kylo. Absolutely, they're somehow connected. Maybe not related, brother or sister, they are connected. So and we saw it in, in The Last Jedi. So yes, this is of course correct. I a hundred percent believe this. I, I want to believe it in both ways. I want to believe also the fact that we don't know really what The Last Jedi means until we know what this movie is and when we have the complete story. So whether or not they can just rewrite it, say it was of course correct, or they can just go and say, ha, we were doing this the whole time, fine, either way. This, um, let's, let's get into this trailer, because this is all we have right now, and this title. Um, and that's the beauty of it. So that, go ahead. No, I'm just saying we got to hurry up. <laughs> Go ahead then. No, no, no. I, I want you to talk. I'm just saying like, no, I want you to talk because I just said my point that I think it's not a course correct. Or I do think it's a course correct. What do you think? I think they're going to definitely have to course correct some things to make people who are unhappy with the storyline of Last Jedi connected to the, the Rise of Skywalker in a very coherent way in order to, you know, not make The Last Jedi look like a stupid film. They have to make it look like the greatest thing ever. And they have to make it look like a, a storyline that is valid and that, that is important in, in this overall trilogy or that looks like they faltered. So they're going to have to do some pretty amazing things by either just giving us good twists, you know, that J.J. Abrams is always known for anyhow. Um, and this trailer alone... Uh, Showing the ship, you know, already alluding to the fact that we're going to see things that were unanswered in the in the Force Awakens. Which uh, ship? Ray ship. But that ship that's cut. That the right? one that leaves her, and then it's that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying the, online. Yeah. No, and the it same looks ship. Like it. it looks like yeah. It. So stuff like that. Uh, I don't want to judge any of this until I see this movie. And this trailer made me really excited for this movie. To be honest with you. We quite honestly could have an entire discussion, a whole podcast, just about this trailer. Exactly. We're not going to. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say this as my, as my thoughts on this trailer. I'm very excited um, about what's happening. I'm really excited about Sheev's return. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about what I still think is a shot of Kylo killing a uh, Knights of the Ren, even though I've looked all over the internet. No one has shared that theory. So I feel like I need to do an editorial on, on DFAT to do it. No I, one else has shared it. It's okay. I think it's Zuvio anyhow. So he's going he's gonna to make a big comeback in this movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. Full and circle. Then, yep. Full circle. And then um, I think JJ, uh, you know, he consulted with George Lucas before he went to write this movie, even though he had a very limited amount of time. I think that George Lucas... 
as much as you can say anything, he is a storyteller and he is the oracle of all things Star Wars. So whether you want to take specific plot points from him or not, probably not. But if you want to get your core Star Wars mythology down, you go to George Lucas. If you want to stick your landing about bringing back the Emperor and how to do it, you stick your landing with George Lucas. And that's what I fully believe. That's a good belief. He is the maker. That's it. So let's let's end it with this. Um, I want to go through... Well, first of all, I want to say that it's coming to Anaheim in 2020. So bringing it back. Uh, the right. next Star Wars celebration. And it's nice that it's next year. It's not you know, a couple of years away. So, but what you said, what is it? The 40th anniversary of ESB? They have to do it. It has to be next year. And yeah. it's, it's only right that it's only six hours for me. So the force and destiny has spoken strong with you. Um, let's go through. What is your worst? What's the worst thing that you saw at, at celebration? The worst thing I saw at celebration Or anything, okay, how about this? I'm actually going to change it, and I'm sorry. Yeah, Not because... the worst thing that you saw at Celebration. What was something you wanted to see that mm. you did not see? I'm sorry, that's the better question. Yeah, because I really didn't get any negative vibes out of the Celebration. Correct, correct. Um, it was really just, it was, it was a pleasant experience. Um, I would have liked to know what the heck's going on with those other movies, but I can wait. Right. I would have loved to have seen something from a little more information on the Cassian show, which I'm very excited for, but I can wait. And I would have loved to see an official trailer dropped online for the Mandalorian for me to continually watch, but I can wait. Okay. I agree with all those statements. I'm going to add the one thing that I wanted to see more than anything. Obi-Wan. Hmm. I wanted Ewan McGregor to come out. And when I saw all the panels being announced, and I was like, there is no room for an Obi-Wan in this. When I saw, and I was like, well, maybe he could say it at the 20th. And I don't know if he's there or not. Like, I don't know who came in attendance other than Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen and, and uh, Ahmed Best. I'm hoping... They got some other people. It'd be cool if Natalie Portman's there and Ewan's there and Samuel L. Jackson. But I don't know because I haven't watched that panel yet. But more than anything, I wanted them to say, you guys asked for it. Obi-Wan 2021, eight episode limited edition series. (laughs) That's the only thing that I wanted. (laughs) It's... It would just take away a lot from what they did. The Mandalorian is so important, and I think it would kind of drown that out. Oh, it would completely. It would go, Mando, what? Obi-Wan's coming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So there's just, it would be too much. It would be too much, and our brains would explode. And um, that news, listen, that news can happen whenever. He ages. It can, man. They could announce in in at like in five years and people still be like drooling for it and then yeah. like getting so excited when it gets announced. So they're gonna keep us on the edge of their seat. Your Gregor's not going anywhere. The order he gets, the better it is anyhow. So whatever. It's coming. And I can wait. All right. I agree. All right. <laughs> best thing that that was said, announced, seen. What was the best? That, I know it's that, hard. Uh, the Mandalorian sizzle reel. 
even though you only watch it on the cell. Yeah. I don't. Ex- yeah, that's that's what when I watched it the second time from another cell phone perspective, um, uh, I I started to drool and I just it was amazing. I just I can't wait to see like real 4K footage of that and and just get a real trailer and watch the show ourselves and just ah oh, God, been waiting for this for my half my life. Even though you didn't know you were waiting for it. I know. I've known. I've been waiting for this show since at least Wizard Magazine. Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I might be getting a little bit more introspective than I should, but the best thing that I witnessed was the fandom coming mm. together. Um, I have not read. I've okay. I've read a couple bad things about Rise of, Sky, of the Skywalker. Is it Rise of Skywalker? The Rise of Skywalker, yep. The Rise of Skywalker. So I've read a couple bad things from some really toxic assholes, but for the most part, what I felt from Kathleen Kennedy, what I felt from all the other creators, whether it's in the comics and the cartoons and the live action, is a real sense of Star Wars. We we love this franchise. We want you to love it. We want you guys all to come together. Yes, The Last Jedi happened. They didn't even fucking talk about The Last Jedi once in anything. Even in the in the episode nine panel, no one said, oh, oh, Ryan Johnson's really good. We really respect what he did. Nothing. They didn't it, it's like it didn't exist. But the feelings behind the prequels, obviously the OT, uh the 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 video games, the comics, the books, everything had that feeling of we're here to make you guys feel like we did not fucking just shit all over your franchise. Mm. We're here to make you, we're here to bind the galaxy together. And for me, every time I watched the panel and I watched a lot of them this year in the star Wars show, I watched a lot of those in-betweens. Everybody was there. Everybody was happy. Everybody. And that's what made me most excited. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 at its core, Star Wars has these values. Yeah. And that's what we all have to remember. And when it's when we are faced with that toxic fandom, we gotta put them down like the Empire. That's that's <laughs> it. Blow so, up their Death Star. That's it. That's it. We blow their planet up. <laughs> Death Star driver. Wait, that's the other side of it. Wait, Death what's Star going on? By. Ah <laughs> Um Anyway. Where can you find us, Chris? Uh, we are at don'tforgettotell.com, uh, your daily source for interviews, news, reviews, and more. It's the geekly spectrum of geek entertainment. So check us out there. Check us out on the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebooks, and the Instagram. Absolutely. Um, this is Casey saying, you, you guys, thanks a lot for supporting us throughout the years. Uh, we're coming up on phase six, right? We're on seven years. No, I know, but it's phase six, right? Now. Now. Coming up on five, six. lucky seven. Holy cat. So, yeah, we started this thing in July 2012. And, uh, you know, Chris and I go through our own moral, uh, you know, dark side versus light side <laughs> on the site. But ultimately... <laughs> 
we we love what we do and we really enjoy talking with you guys and interacting with you and creating articles and we have a hell of a time doing this site. So I just want to say thanks for everybody who goes to don'tforyourself.com. Thanks for everybody who listens to this podcast and uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. All of that. And may the force be with you. <laughs>